Hey everybody, coming in with a content warning on this episode again. Uh, this game, as I've mentioned in the past episodes, does deal with themes, uh, well, not themes, but deals with indentured servitude and slavery as part of some of the characters' backstories. Um, so I do want to put that content warning up top here. We don't go into it too much, but we do touch on the subject. So, alright, that's out of the way. Let's jump right into the episode. Welcome to Row 2 Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's Row 2 Play! What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Roto Play Podcast. I am your host, Kent Blue. This week, we are getting right back into our game of Vigor, which is just a lovely, fantastic game. Seriously, I, I can't wait for everybody to be able to play this game because it is so terrific. In this episode, stuff starts to get real. We really start to find out more, a little bit more about the corruption and this world, and by the end of it, some bold choices are definitely made. Uh, so I'm so happy to bring this to you. Um, real quick, I do want to remind you to head over to VigorRPG.com to get on that mailing list for just all updates concerning the game and to be notified whenever the quick start gets out there. Uh, you get a copy of the quick start. Get over there. Get signed up. And again, big thank you to Evan Saft of the Rollout Podcast for joining me along with the creators of Vigor, Teddy and Jake. Big thank you to everyone for coming on and making this game so special. With that out of the way, let's jump right back into the action. Yeah, if it seems like it, if it seems like we're going in, then, then Vesk is gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna step through there, through there first. Cool. You step into the tent, and it's dark. Um, but it feels darker. There's an unnatural sort of scent and heaviness to the air in here um and it's just thick um it becomes a little bit hard to breathe and uh i think what i would like is to test your vigor in this situation um so i'd like for everyone if you would please just to open your character sheets and click on Bigger. Um, this is going to trigger a role that we call a, uh, a vigor test or a something like that. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what we call it in the end. But basically, uh, when you click on that, it's going to start a role against the odds, um, which is to say, um, it's going to, you're trying to roll under your current vigor score. Um, and the degree to which you succeed this role. Uh, will determine kind of how this goes. Um, but for now, um, it's going to be against the odds, and uh, there aren't any other bonuses or penalties. So just click Vigor, and then click OK through the prompts, and we'll 
you're basically trying to get this the lowest number you can here okay okay so so there's no bonus or penalty mm-hmm. is there correct yeah okay uh, hmm whoa oh snake eyes on a vigor roll that's amazing Vesk uh, was super ready <laughs> oh yeah we didn't mention that uh sixes explode oh so yes. yeah so <laughs> one of yours exploded yes yeah. it's a 2d6 system but occasionally you roll a nine <laughs> good thing <laughs> no i exploded on the worst possible time exactly. yeah, yeah. Oh, of course really really too bad <laughs> so uh yeah um Renz and Vesk, um, you're both able to stand here in this like kind of oppressive blackness. Um, in fact, you uh, wow, you really you really aced it there. Um, if well, I'll co- I'll, I'll come back to that. Um, Renz. Your intimate knowledge of the corruption here, I think, is is what's saving you. Um, and you sense um, that... Uh, yeah, you, it's a really uneasy familiarity. Yeah. Um, that heavy hanging scent in the air um, stings your nostrils and it conjures these dreams back mm. to your mind um, of the beasts mm-hmm. from the marsh. Mm-hmm. Um, and something definitely foul is going on here. Um, pros, you um, did not do so hot. Um, I would like for you to either lose two vigor as you're kind of like staggered by this, um, or you can uh, take a condition. Um, conditions are listed there in the conditions block or you can mark one of your own at your choosing uh, or, or type in one but how do you feel like prose is affected by this kind of otherworldly oppressive blackness and I think this is so perfect for the fiction too it's like someone yeah. who's just like really distraught here from all of this like everything that's happening I mean um, it's I noticed one of the conditions there is in fact distress. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think that's sort of perfect for, for where uh, okay. Prose is at this moment. Okay. Yeah. So tell me what happens uh, to Prose, like as this like oppressive scent stings her nostrils. Um, so, uh, you know, walking in already feeling that I that I have violated some pact by entering this space and then being overwhelmed by this stink, but also that emanates throughout my whole body and just glancing around for some sign of anything and being unable to reconcile why, if this is here... Um, what the ohm would have been doing in this area. Um, and I think there's like a, 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 a like dabbing of salt upon herself in an attempt to, in an attempt to sort of ward it off, but really it's just a sort of manic reaction to 
this feeling. Awesome. Um, what, by awesome, I mean <laughs> sad. Really you mean sad. like the traditional meaning? <laughs> I am in awe. Yes. Um, Kent, for Vesk, um, you stand in this place, and it's almost as though this like experience has invigorated you, like reminded you of. I don't know. I get. I almost feel like, uh, and and you feel free to take this or don't. But I almost feel like it's this sense of like, okay, there's trouble here, and I know what to do when there's trouble, and I like a, a sense of purpose and a sense yeah, of like yeah. renewed energy. Yeah, yeah. Facing 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 trouble is something that is uh, that that that's ingrained in me. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm. I'm while the smell and everything is is a bit unsettling, I I am in an environment that I'm built for at this moment. Cool. Um, I think one of uh, the cool things to do here would be since you completely rocked out your vigor test, um, choose one of your natures that is uh, most kind of at play here in this situation uh, and advance it by one. Okay. Um, I think that'd be the programmed for violence, I think, would be. Yeah. So you are... um, It's one of those situations where, like, you've been historically trained to, like, dole out violence. um, And that's, that's really kind of, like, held you back. It's kind of... um, It's been kind of the way that you... Like, like when you... When your only tool is a hammer, you approach every problem as a nail, right? Um, But as you kind of, like, discover this bit of purpose to it um i think there's almost a calmness about it that like you don't you don't want to react with violence here you want to react with support and um and that feeling kind of you notice yourself feeling that like i don't I don't want to hit something right now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I just want to help. And that's like a redeeming feeling. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a lifting feeling. Uh, cool. So uh, that's what's going on here. What is, what are you all doing? What's the way forward from here? Uh, I think my first move is to like help write prose. Uh, like, I think given my familiarity, like, I'm so sorry. Just (laughs) write prose. W R I T E. Pardon me, everybody. I need to write this down (laughs) in prose. I'm sorry. Okay. You go again from the top. No, the the corruption's important, but it's not as important as this thing that I've got in my head. Uh, No. So, yeah. So, I mean, I know, I know where, like, I know what's going on. I know we're here. Um, and I know this feeling, uh, but I also see that like this person is, is in distress. Um, and so I like maybe put an arm on her or sort of like grab under her arm and, and just kind of help her forward and help stand a little stronger. Um, and then I think the immediate move would be to like, again, examine the, the tent 
and just like just see if we can find any source or sign uh of what's going on sure um i'm not gonna make you roll again for that um as your head's kind of clear and the tent doesn't feel as dark um there's a you know you kind of feel around for and there's a small like oil lamp in the corner you can light it if you'd like um yes we light the lamp <laughs> cool this is now turned into a text parsing <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um and as the inside of the tent illuminates you see more of these sigils like all kind of scrawled around in there with uh in charcoal um all in groups of six and uh the seemingly the same six over and over. Um, and uh, there doesn't seem to be any real sign of a struggle. There doesn't seem to be, um, at least at first glance, that's just how it strikes you. It's just like the lamp comes on and there's all of this just like scrawled sigils on the inside of the tent. Hmm. And and none of us recognize the stuff in any form. Well, that, that remains to be seen. Um, you didn't recognize the sigils that were drawn into the tent flap, um, which were the same as these. But okay. there's there's more pattern to it now. There's <laughs> rhythm to it. And if any of the rest of you want to uh, try to uh, discern them, you certainly can. Or if there's a sense to which, like, any of you feel as though this reminds you of something from your past or, or anything like that. Like, you guys can interpret this how you would like. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see sign of struggle or anything whenever I first come in and look around, right? Correct. It doesn't look that way. Okay. So I think that I, I think I'd move on to the only other thing in the room, which are, which are the, uh, uh, those those words we were just talking about <laughs> that I forgot what it was. Um, the just sigils. Yeah, yeah the sigils. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd, I'd move on to, as the only other thing I could see in the room. I think I'd move on to those. See if I see if I recognize them or. Yeah, they're, they're kind of scrawled all over the inside of the tent, like just on the actual canvas of the tent. Hmm. Okay. Um, is that something I would roll for to see if I yeah, would know? Sure. This okay. is, I will say this is, seems more like an understanding, like yeah. a synthesizing of information that's in front of you. Yeah, not my strong suit, but you know, yeah. you, you could always, <laughs> I uh, mean, we're all in this together. I could yeah. see this being a, a sort of group action. Sure. Like I certainly would be lending, lending a hand toward trying to figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yep. When you lend a hand, you can, uh, roll your action and it provides a bonus to the person who is kind of instigating the action. Uh, yeah. Roll. So Kent, unless you see this as like a, a singular effort, um, I would be happy to sort of like play as a team on this. Yeah, no, that's fine. I don't, yeah. I think that, that I would take any, any input, you know, it's kind of, we're all looking at, or at least the two of us are looking at these and, and trying to figure out what they are. So, okay. Um, Jake, do you want my role first? Let's do your role first so we can see how helpful you are. Cool. Um, I'm going to start with understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I'm I'm going to argue that there is definitely something in my satchel of research materials. Yeah, uh, yeah that is sure. lending uh, aid here. Um, I, I I don't want to like min max this too much, but intimate knowledge of the corruption certainly seems like uh, it might be. I think so. In on this, so um, and again, I don't feel deeply like anything's playing against me here. Um, odds are. Um, I think the odds are promising for you Sweet. because because of all of the things that you've got going on here. It's kind of my thing. It's kind yeah. of your thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go with promising unless there's something I'm not thinking about. No, that's that's great. I'm gonna leave it there then and just add in. Does anyone um, want to make Teddy's roll worse? Yeah. If you feel feel free. <laughs> hey, that's so a high that's, number. That's what we're gonna do. So that's my um aid to Vesk. Yeah, Vesk, you get a uh, plus three, is it? Do we Teddy, do we usually roll those off of the challenge pool number? We have we have been because so. the okay. joke was if it was one to three that you didn't help, but it's yeah. fun to feel like you're helping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so yeah, uh, Kent, um, when you roll yours, uh, you're going to be rolling with a plus three. Um, okay. You can enter that into, I think there's a prompt for other bonuses or penalties, or you can just throw it in, added okay. to whatever Wherever. other bonuses you're throwing in. What are my odds? Your odds, I think, are not promising. Yeah. Um, like like Renz's were, but um, I think it's fair, and I'm not going to tell you why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have any any assets that are going to help me out here. Yeah. Um, I don't think I... Yeah, and I don't think any of your nature is necessarily coming I don't think so here. either. Okay, cool. Um, so it's just a straight understanding roll plus three, so you're at a plus two overall, so right? And you can always spend three. bigger to overcome the odds. Just keep in mind. Okay. That is a no but. Okay. Um, however, uh, because of um, because of Renz's role, we're going to change the narrative here just a little bit um, because Renz's was so high. Um, the overall result was a no but, as in um, Vask doesn't quite know what these are. It's not like you can read them. Um, but they do seem really familiar. And with uh, Renz's help, you're able to piece together these legends and these repetitions of six um, sigils together. Um, and they represent something that historically has been, it, it's like a children's story, um, like a cautionary tale called, hmm. the six, called the Six Black Heralds. And it goes like this. When ripe and still the warm dead waters, when the bloom breaks on the shores, then the starless nights shall haunt you, the one whose blood for salt was poured, endures the night's unending perils, then march ye on the six black heralds. And each sigil refers to a line in that, uh, in that kind of nursery rhyme. It jumps to your mind as that nursery rhyme. But as 
and that's like what what um, Renz says. It's like it's it's the nursery rhyme. It's the six black heralds. Um, but something about that connecting with the sigils all in front of you, Vesk, because of your exposure to the hierarchies hierarchy if you will um it reminds you of the minister and specifically his cape i think maybe where the sigils on the cape maybe or yeah yeah i think like you the sigils remind you you know in passing glances surely you saw the minister from time Mm -hmm. to time in your time on the inside um and there's kind of just this flash of memory. Um, you, there's not a real connection there, but like, uh, oh, these were this, and it reminds me of this. But there's a connection at least, uh, and it and it there appears to be a connection between those sigils and these. So, I think. Uh, I would turn to the others and kind of gesturing towards the sigils and say these these remind me of of, of sigils on on the minister's on the minister's cape that that I mean his prized cape that he he always has uh, I'm not I'm having I can't say that they're exactly the same but they're at least very similar to what to what's to what he has on this cape. Hmm. Yeah, I think Renz would would be like okay, and then just continue to pour through like books and papers and like try to come up with like some reason why that would be significant, like why the minister's cloak would have anything to do with the sigils and the corruption, and probably get like a little distracted from the task at hand. <laughs> Just like, oh, interesting, a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> they, they seem like a ward of some kind. And th- there's like essentially a pool of corruption within this tent, right? Yeah, it seems to have dissipated a bit now. Oh, okay. Yeah, but how, how would this just, how would this just take form here? That doesn't seem right. What are they written in? Like some sort of chalk? Yeah, like a charcoal. So like charcoal tent, darker charcoal yeah. uh, sigils. Yeah. Um, would anybody be opposed to me trying to wipe these away? No, no. no. I was going to say this because um, I'm probably just not trying to wipe it away, but you know, touching it and rubbing at it a little bit as I, as kind of as I read through it. Uh, uh- are you certain it's not keeping it contained? Well, what I know so far is that you were expecting to see the ohm here, and she's not here, and these sigils are here, and the corruption was here. So no, I don't know. But I don't know what our next step is besides perhaps testing these. Very well. I suppose you could leave the tent. 
<laughs> I don't know. Step back a eyes. safe distance. Um, <laughs> hold back. I'm going to try a sign. <laughs> Pro steals herself. Yeah. No, if if there is some corruption upon this land, then it is a task upon me to to prevent this. Um, yeah, so I think I'm going to, so just correct me if I'm wrong, Evan, but the bobble that you handed us before had salt in it, correct? Okay. So I'm going to pour a little bit of that into my like palm and sort of scrub away the charcoal from one of these, you know, sets, uh, using the salt. Cool. What do you guys think happens when Renz does that? <laughs> so, in my mind, and this is could be way off. I think that it's whatever you make it. That's I think turning it to you. I think the corruption is masking something, mm. kind of hiding something. And I think as these sigils are are wiped away that that kind of the whatever the corruption's masking kind of it kind of peels back and begins to reveal something oh i'm not happy about wiping these away <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a party uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> surprise surprise you you've omed and become the ohm the ohm is just like diving into <laughs> piles of gold coins like scrooge mcduck <laughs> You've stumbled upon a TARDIS. It is. <laughs> I really like that idea, but I'm not stoked about what it's going to reveal. So, uh, yeah. Let's find out with the dice what it's going to reveal. Mm. Oh, goodness. So is it a he who wipeth rolleth a deal? I think so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, That's what I tell my kids every time they sit on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Sage wisdom. Rolleth the toilet paper. Uh, uh, yeah, do you want me to just... Uh, what, do you, what do you want here? I don't know. What are you thinking? Well, I assume you have a table from like 1 to 100, so you just want me to roll like... <laughs> 1D100. 1D100. <laughs> yeah, I made seven tables. <laughs> Very impressive for this one yeah. shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I meant what quality are you approaching this with? Yeah, or are you just um, do you just want it to be a vigor roll? No, I like to me, Renz, when he's in these really deeply dis like unsettling situations, he's probably fortifying himself in some way with the dust. Um, so like he put some salt in his hand, but what he was actually doing was like using the salt and, um, the dust. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he's been into dust, some dust. Yeah. Are we we about to get mystical up in here? Yeah. So I'm not sure anybody else notices. Mm -hmm. Um, but I am spending some, um, and it's kind of like, uh, (laughs) it's like a local anesthetic. Um, so I'm kind of like shielding my hand uh, in this moment. Um, and so I think I'm going to roll from focus. Cool. Um, and I'm spending dust here um, and using 
you know, a kind of like spell of warding that is my own make and model. Um, the Honda and... Civic spell of warding. <laughs> the Toyota Camry. <laughs> um, and I think the only thing I'm going to take in here is, again, that sort of intimate knowledge of the corruption. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm certainly going to be spending some bigger depending on what the odds are. So what do you got? Slim odds. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and spend two bigger. Promising odds. Get up to promising. Roll this baby so we can find out what Vesk has to defend us from. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. <laughs> you wipe it. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, so it's a yes, but... Um, he who wipeth the butt <laughs> okay so here's what I'm thinking um, no I want somebody else to narrate this um, uh, first of all Teddy I think we need to know what Renz is um, is trying to accomplish with this um, yeah I mean I I believe deeply that these sigils have something to do with the presence of the corruption. And I'm hoping that in removing them, we make some sort of step forward toward discovering what prose is after, uh, Mm. in the disappearance of the ohm. So whether that's the corruption disappearing or reappearing, I don't know. Uh, but my, my move here is to make something happen. (laughs) Uh, and I feel like doing something to the sigils is going to make something happen. Cool. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, then, yes, it does make something happen. But that something is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Great. I think, I think as just as um, as Rin's hand begins to wipe, I think instinctively... Uh, my hand goes back up under one of these. Vescus adorned these robes over. Mm-hmm. I think underneath, still wearing the the tatters of the uh, the enforcer garb, which is mm-hmm. like this deep purple, um, just kind of kind of short sleeve shirt uh, with. Well, let's see. I think there's some stuff on my character sheet. A little bit. Of, let me. So there is <laughs> an helpful. Yeah, there is some ar- some armor. Um, yeah. I think the armor is underneath the, these these per- the purple shirt. Uh, so there's rips where you can kind of see the this like I'm gonna say leather kind of armor. Um, okay. And so kind of so Vesca's taking on these uh, these robes, just kind of drab robes to kind of cover that. So their hand goes up into the robe and grasps this this hierarchy weapon that that the hierarchy enforcers use, which is kind of about, about a, a foot long club with, with little like balls, like around it, you know, Hmm. it's not, it's nothing that they would take into war. Uh, It's definitely something that is uh, in their position of kind of overseeing these laborers. Uh, It's, it's used in that sense. So it's not a war weapon, but it is, it's, it's more of a uh, uh, awful keep people in line weapon. Mm-hmm. So as as the wiping 
their hand goes back and kind of grabs the the short handle of this op, of this weapon. Um, and what happens is that there's this kind of like extinction burst of the corruption um, and it's like a um, like a face the lingering corruption in the room kind of like gathers and swirls all up in front of you Renz and like uh Oh, I guess maybe I'm thinking like um, like Voldemort in the end of yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, like kind of heads straight toward you. Um, and you're going to take a condition here. Um, whatever it is is up to you. Um, but um, as this thing kind of like meets you, um, your your vision just like instantly clouds. You are, it feels like your mind is like blown to pieces. Um, <laughs> and that's a condition. Yeah. <laughs> blown apart mind. Blown. Yeah. It feels for a moment like your brain is just totally scrambled. Um, and in that moment, you catch a vision of, these uh of those nightmares that you had um, uh, in your village uh-huh. you see those beasts you think about the swamp and you are reminded of the swamp somehow in this uh-huh. the smell the um there's there's almost a sound like a, a crackle, um, a gurgle that reminds you of the bog waters from that swamp near your village, which is mm-hmm. not far from here. Mm. Um, and uh, you, but yeah, this this knocks you flat down and has deeply affected you. The rest to the rest of you in the room, you see this as well. Um, is what's your like it, it doesn't really like come for you this is kind of more of a like ah, get away sort of mm-hmm. moment um, and it's clearly meant just to frighten there's no like physical damage done it just kind of like hits Renz and dissipates into the cloud um, it, back into uh, like a kind of a finer mist <laughs> then is gone um the other two of you um how are you doing i think i immediately rush over to apply more of my special salt because from my view you just got blown through with a bunch of corruption and would immediately... from my view too yeah yeah <laughs> um and oh, in, in fact, can I just retcon that? I think, Ren's probably you're taking corruption more than taking a condition. Yeah, I'm, Does that make I, more sense? I am on board to take both, given yeah, yeah. the impact of, uh, of what has transpired. Cool. Um, for those of you playing at home, uh, <laughs> when you... Uh, corruption's on your character sheet, and um, usually it's accrued 
when you, um, uh, so you can use a vigor roll to um, like withstand a consequence. Uh, like if I told Teddy, you're getting a condition coming at you because you got her yes, but he could say, I'm going to roll my vigor and try to withstand that consequence. So I don't take a condition. If he fails it, he reduces his vigor by a certain amount. Um, and if he passes it, he doesn't, uh, neither of those things happen. Um, the other thing that you can do is um, to change the narrative. Uh, corruption is sinister, and it works in ways that we can't really explain. And sometimes when something happens to you, you can ultimately just say, like, just at that critical moment where this happened, this other thing kind of intervened and changed the narrative. Um, and you would make a bigger role to change the narrative. So if I said, you know, this thing comes out of the wall and heads toward you, um, you're going to take a condition and a corruption. And Teddy could say like, but it somehow like I duck out of the way and I throw salt into it and it wards it somehow changes that fact. He doesn't just withstand the consequence. He changes the narrative. He can roll his vigor to do that as well. However, if he fails that roll, he takes corruption instead of losing vigor. Once you take four corruption, you accrue a corruption effect. And that is a semi-permanent, very bad thing. So, <laughs> and they're all dif different flavors. Like having a hole where your heart should be. Yeah, exactly. And having to pack it with salt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For example. Anyway, uh, just some game analogy while we're on corruption okay so anyway that went down prose is leaning over wrens and trying to apply salt is that right yeah yeah cool um and vesk is is at the ready um but has nothing to swat at at the moment then we'll cut to a new scene um where are you guys going? What are you doing to try to solve this? It's basically at this point, the next day, like, let's say you kind of go back to the salt mother's tent. Um, you could have a chance to rest and recoup here. Um, if you wanted to, um, we're not actually going to go through the mechanics of that um, because of time, but um, you know, basically there'd be a chance for you to, recover from condition, treat wounds, that sort of thing. The, those of you with conditions, um, you can clear them if you would like. As you, uh, if, if that's what you folks want to do, I shouldn't put that on you, I guess. Um, are you wanting to just like go back, make a plan, try again in the morning? Or are you saying like, no, this is happening right now. We're going. Either that face that we saw or once this corruption was gone, like, was there anything familiar there or. Um, yeah, that's uh, so that's what I tried to give to Renz is as uh, there's like, these pieces are coming together now just to kind of recap. There's this piece about the sigils and the, the six black heralds. Mm -hmm. There's the connection to the minister's cape and the sigils on that. And there's the connection to um, 
this nearby uh, bog, basically, gotcha. where okay. um, Wrens grew up, okay. which is, I am saying, conveniently is nearby, so that you know, <laughs> come into play if we want it to. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I would have at least ex- explained all that to them. Like, I don't. I once I came out of my like shock enough to communicate. Like, um, I think I certainly would have explained to Baskin Pros what I just witnessed and leave it to them, you know, for the next move because I, I I'm in <laughs> kind of a state. Um, I think I. I can't give this a, a moment to rest. Um, cool. There's, yeah. there's clearly something going on, and, and um, if it involves the ohm, then I need to know what's happening and why and where and who. This is. You said that this relates to the minister. Um, I I mean I think I think that it it has to. Um, these sigils are just too similar to the sigils I've seen on the minister's cape, on, the, on their cloak. Then I will treat with him. It would be inconceivable for anyone to, to wish corruption on in this world, so there must be some common thread here. Amazing. So you're going to seek office with the minister? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Narrate this scene for me as prose. Uh, approaches the minister's caravan up on the hill. Um, <laughs> and so, it's okay if this is still in the sunset. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, magic hour at last for seven hours. <laughs> um, so I think there's you know this hill to sort of crest over and there is this this approach happening and as there's there's this brief moment of of terror and of conflict that we see in uh prose's face as she like is going towards this camp and this line of what is assuredly soldiers and assuredly soldiers wearing the same garb that she feared for so many years and again there's straightening stealing herself um like a, a slight straightening of her robes as well in just a, a, a practice motion mm-hmm. and assumedly with the, with the two of you backing um sort of a glance back mm-hmm. and walking towards this this sentry line um chin high still probably a good foot or so shorter than any of these guards <laughs> and just looking up and going on behalf of the salt mothers, mothers I have come to treat with the minister I believe there is something of grave concern happening that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit Row2PlayPodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2PlayPodcast.com Like us over on Facebook at Row2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Row2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at Row2PlayPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. 
And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Triatachion. Visit soundcloud.com slash Triatachion. <laughs>